This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Scaredy Chat, the podcast where we talk about all of your childhood fears, plus some things that are scaring us today. This week on the podcast, we are taking it back in time. We are going back to our very first episode, our very first Scaredy Chat, if you will. And on this episode, my co-host, Monica Suryagi, and I talk to Benjamin Norris. He is a hilarious actor on the Never Have I Ever, Netflix's hilarious sitcom with Mindy Kaling as executive producer. It is one of my favorite high school shows that I've seen in the last few years, and I am a teen drama connoisseur, so it's saying a lot. But first, we have a little bit of an updated story to share with all of you guys. Listen up and stay scared, scaredy cats. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Caitlin, everyone who listens to Scaredy Chat by now knows that you are a theme park fanatic, but sometimes, you know, a day at the theme park goes a little awry, dare I say gets a little spooky, and I know you have a story like that, so please share it with us. Yes, okay, so I, as Monica mentioned, I'm a big theme park person, and I think it started when I was young because my family and I, maybe like every, like, three years or so, we would go to Florida and we would go to Disney World and we would go to Universal. Um, Maybe not every three years, but like on average, like three to five years. And one year, I must have been like four, like four years old, probably. We went to Universal and they had this attraction, which was an Alfred Hitchcock. It's called Alfred Hitchcock Making of the Movies. And it was a show all about, you know, Alfred Hitchcock movies, um, like playing homage to them and just, you know, learning how, I guess, things happened. I'll be honest, I do not really remember that much about the show itself. However, I do remember something very distinct. So in these shows, they always have like audience participation. So audience members, you know, if you're sitting in a specific seat or if, you know, you get just like called out in the audience, like they will bring you up and you will be in the show. So... 
yeah, it's super fun. And I'm sure like I've never been picked. Actually, I probably have been picked like once, but I always was like the kind of kid who was like, ooh, like how fun would that be? Like, you know, everybody gets to like look at you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, as a child, I don't know if I feel that way now. <laughs> um, but in this case, uh, my dad got selected. And so he, you know, was taken backstage. We didn't know where he was. I was, I'm sure, fine with that. But during the show, they had a scene from Psycho. And he, they gave him, like, a shower cap and I guess like a towel or something or a bathrobe probably. And he was in the shower and he was dressed like a woman and they opened the the curtain and I guess they had like, they mimed like somebody stabbing them with a knife or whatever. And that, that for some reason freaked me out, but it did not freak me out because I was like, oh, my dad is in danger. I was convinced that my dad was now, like, this woman that I didn't recognize. <laughs> like, Aww. I remember it so distinctly being like, no, like, where is he? Like, where did he go? Like, that's not my dad now. Like, my dad put on. And I look back and I'm like, Caitlin, like, what Like, what did you think was going to happen? My dad then, like, was in his normal clothes, was not in this wig, was not in this, like, weird shower cap. <laughs> but for some reason, I just found it super unsettling. I was like, Dad, no, it's like, no, you're in a costume. Like, now you're gone. And maybe it's because my parents, like, were not big costume people. Like, I had never seen my dad, you know, dressed up like a werewolf or anything like that. Oh. So my, like, little child brain was just super, super confused. But I just think the reaction that I had was, like, so extreme. How uh, How old were you? I think I was, like, four. I mean, there's oh. a picture of me. There's a picture of me, like, from that trip because I like I, I universally have like all the universal monsters like walking around or at least they did at the time so they had like Frankenstein and I have a picture of like me being held by my dad like next to Frankenstein so I was like really young wow but but it's just such a weird thing like I remember it really distinctly and I remember this like irrational like upset like, like mindset. I was like, oh my god! Like my dad is like now. Like he's always going to be in that bathrobe. <laughs> oh no, my dad's the just... lady from Psycho that gets stabbed forever. I, you know, I don't even think I realized that. Like that's what happened. Like because I, because you know, when you watch Psycho now, or when you see like an homage to Psycho or a parody to Psycho, the dun dun dun, like that sound is so. Oh, that's like the stabbing sound from Psycho or whatever. So. But at the time, I was a kid. I had no idea. Like, I had never seen anything, like, psycho-related You couldn't appreciate before. the genius of Alfred Hitchcock as a four-year-old? I really couldn't. <laughs> Though it's funny because I remember, like, probably not that long after that, being at my grandparents' house watching Rear Window, which I think is actually, I mean, maybe not a more fucked-up movie, but I feel like a more realistic movie, maybe? I don't know. And I remember being like, oh, I feel like I could really appreciate that, even though I am a child. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know, something about it just, I was like, I don't like my dad in costume. Like, I was like, he has to, he always has to wear, like, a polo shirt and, like, cargo shorts. And that's, that's how he has to dress. And boat shoes. He, boat he wears, shoes. Yeah. I mean, you've seen how my dad dresses. Yeah, like, I mean, he's it's, got a vibe. He's got a he's very, got a vibe. it's very Queens. <laughs> he's got a vibe. <laughs> I think I think that's what it was. I just didn't I didn't get my dad's vibe. 
it felt like the John Riley vibe went away for a minute. And uh, yeah, but it was a very weird thing. I don't know. I I think that we all have to be very conscious of the weird stuff that freaks kids out. I mean, I'm not saying shelter them, but like when you see a kid crying like on an airplane or crying at like the supermarket and they're just being like crazy. And I don't really like kids, so I'm not usually <laughs> sympathetic. But like looking back, I'm like, yeah, like there are just some things that kids are like, like you just freak out and you don't know why and yeah. your emotions are all over the place. And it takes a while to figure out what about that thing triggers you. Yeah. And, like, looking back, I still am not totally sure, but I, I think, think I was afraid. Just, you just were afraid your dad was gone. And he just, yeah. he really disappeared into the role, you know? He disappeared into the role. Exactly. You know, my dad and my mom are now, like, looking into doing, like, central casting stuff because they were tired. <gasps> they totally should. Apparently, it's very hard to get into it. Like, like um, they keep trying to, like, do it for fun. And they keep trying to sign up just to be, like, extras. And they say they, like, refresh the website. And then it's, like, the roles are gone. Like, immediately. I'm like, that's a bummer. It's, like, basically free labor at that point. I think they pay them, like, $100 a day maybe. For, yeah, like, it's, it's nothing. So. It, it's For what you're doing, it is nothing. No, but I think that they should do it because I think it would be really fun. <laughs> so yeah, it'd be really funny. Your dad should put this Hitchcock experience on his acting resume. I think so. I my dad actually asked. I think it was was it when did you guys need extras for something? Maybe somebody needed extras. Um, yeah, we and- did. We recent. What did we need extras for recently? I know it was something where my parents would have been like appropriate for it. Um, but oh, it was the my- music video to fill the party. Yes, my dad was like, Oh, would I get my SAG card? And like, I don't think he was kidding. Like, I think he was legitimately serious. Well, like- <laughs> to the Rileys, when I have a project that will get you your SAG cards, I'll be sure to hit you up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all he wants. That's his, his secret dream. Amazing. <laughs> so, so random. <laughs> so funny. And thus, a horror lover was born. So this week on Scaredy Chat, we have Benjamin Norris. He is an actor on the show Never Have I Ever, where he plays Trent. And you may recognize him from NBC's Superstore, where he plays Tony. And Benjamin Norris has a very twisted fear that some of you may identify with, especially if you've seen a certain 90s action film. So get ready, because we are talking to Ben all about his fears. Ben, welcome to Scaredy Chat. Ben, can you talk to us about the thing that you were, or were, or maybe still are, I don't know, afraid of as a child? Sure. Um, It it was storms, specifically tornadoes. Uh, Although I grew up in New York where there are very little to no tornadoes, but when you're seven years old, you're like, no, 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 that shit could happen anywhere. Oh yeah, so, but like <laughs> I live in an eight-story. I like I live in an eight-story walk-up that doesn't matter. A tornado is going to get me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I saw the movie Twister at way too early of an age, and it really messed me up. Yeah. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see the movie in theaters? Did you see it on TV? No. So. Um, so what happened was uh, my sister was having a sleepover with her friend. And so her friend came over and I wa- I always wanted to be with my sister and her friends because she was two years older than me. 
And her friend brought over a, a, a very fresh new VHS of Twister. And uh, I didn't care what the movie was about. I just wanted to hang out with Nicole and her friend. Um, That's and, lovely. Uh, and, and you know what? At that age, I, I do think that was the, she must have been around 10 at that point. So that was definitely the age where she started being like, no. But for whatever reason, that night, I was allowed to like stay and watch a movie with her. And I should have known that the night was going to go sour because her friend brought over microwavable popcorn and my family still didn't have a microwave. And that should have been like an omen for like, like, no, get out, get out. Like it's already off to a rocky start. Um, (laughs) And uh, the first scene in that movie, which I relived earlier today to prepare for this. Oh, thank uh, you. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, so, I was just yeah. like, I just have to make sure it was as terrifying as I remember it. And you know what? It It is very terrifying. <laughs> so, you know, the movie opens up with a young, you know, a, a, a little girl in her family's farmhouse and a twister is on its way. And the family gathers together and goes down into their storm cellar and uh, uh, it doesn't end well. And um, that freaked me out out can we talk about can we talk about exactly what happens because i know that you have this memory i also have a a story about this specific scene so let's just describe (laughs) that scene because it is honestly the most fucked up shit ever it's really fucked up so and it didn't need to happen it really didn't need to happen it did not need to happen because, you know, I guess the rest of the movie, Helen Hunt's character is, of course, there's an obsession with storms because this happened to her family. But like, it's pretty gratuitous, you know, like, yeah, like the, totally the family, is. like the family, like they're like panicking, which they should have been. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like they didn't oversell it, but they're like panicking. And first off, the dog, like they forget the dog. They and forget it's just, like, their dog. Guys, never. You, I would never forget my dog. It's a small so dog. Like, they, they forget the dog. dog. They're running to the storm cellar. The dog like finally makes it. And then, you know, they're down there. They're huddled together. And the doors, like the hinges are kind of like a little sketchy. And the wind's picking up. And so the father goes to just like make sure that the door is shut. And just like in an instant, <laughs> the father just gets the door gets ripped off and the father goes with them. And like the girl is watching this happen. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, it's absolutely horrible. And somebody, I forgot where I heard this or was watching this. We're like laughing, but like, you know, that family was literally (laughs) torn apart. Um, My family was literally. (laughs) I mean, like, did they ever find the, I'm sorry, this is so dark, but like, did they? I'm sure they find little pieces of him all over. I don't know what. That's the sequel that will be made soon. It's going to be like a prequel. Oh, that's horrible. But like the thing that, that is so, it's not funny, I guess, but the thing that is, uh, you know, disturbing about the whole thing is that apparently, you know, people were pointing out that like, there's no reason for him to secure the door. That, he like, did they, not need to do that. Like, why he do it? No, they like, could have just huddled in the corner exactly. of the storm cellar, and the door right. would have ripped open, and they would have been fine. Right? They wouldn't have all gone like back. It's not like space. It's not like right. Like this might be. I think this is the second most debated door 
in movie cinema. Oh my god, that's so true. The first big Titanic. Titanic door. Yes. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Because everyone's point. like, he did not have to hold on to that door. Why is he I holding know. the door? <laughs> and then in Titanic, it's like he should Why are you holding the door? the door? Why aren't you on the door? Exactly. Because like, he was a gentleman. Like, that's why. It's true. Chivalry is dead, literally. <laughs> yeah. No, Sh- chivalry died with Jack. That's what happened. Yes. Atlantic? I, yeah. I also just never, I never really understood the thing about Twister where like Helen Hunt's character becomes obsessed with Twisters. Wouldn't you be like, fuck, I never want to see another goddamn Twister my yeah, entire life. It's not like her dad was murdered and he, she's going to spend <laughs> right. the rest of her right. life trying to Yeah, she's her. not like trying to like avenge her, yeah, exactly, avenge her it's father. It's the weather. It's weather. Like, you can't do it. Like, what are you going to do once you catch the Twister? Because she's literally like a storm chaser. Yeah, she's like, that's chasing, her job. yeah. But like, what are you like? Are you, you can't really? That's a thing. It's like I'm sure that this movie was successful, but like, you can't actually like cha- you chase it to like take pictures of it, but you can't actually catch it. And if you did catch it, what was going to happen? Like what? Yeah, nothing. Right. So that's very true. Yeah, like it's I kind of wish I, I do kind of <laughs> I do kind of wish the movie went in the direction of like when Hull and Helen Hunt finally like got up close to a twister, she should be like, "Hey, I <laughs> listen." You're tearing families apart. I'm just here to tell you. <laughs> like it's it just ended with her monologuing at the twister. That's how it should have ended. I'm not afraid of you anymore. But instead, it ends in this like serendipitous, beautiful. She's even at such a young age. The whole ending where she's looking. I'm like, I'm like seven years old, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's possible. No, I think it's just they like don't being more careful. Like a, cow, a cow flew in the air and like Helen Hunt can hang on to a Yeah, it's Helen Hunt. Come on. Dude, but also, so like, we're just saying now that like storms don't have feelings. You can't right. get vengeance on them. Right. But at, the same, but at the same time, I feel like the storm in the climax was like coming for them. Right, like yeah, it's it purposeful. They cannot get away from it. Their only, their only feelings are are pure hatred of cows and also Helen Hunt's dad. Yeah. So <laughs> did you guys ever go to Florida's uh, Universal Studios in like the 90s, early 2000s? There was a couple of rides at that theme park that were like borderline traumatic. Um, like they also had The Mummy, which I love that movie. I don't know if you guys have, you know, of course, Brandon Fraser, Rachel Vice. I can't remember it. I feel like Monica, I saw it. Monica, but I can't remember it. You I just remember Brandon Fraser. Uh, R.I.P. So he's not dead. No, he's not dead, but he's not as busy, <laughs> I guess, as he was. But he's less he, busy. He's so charming. Like Ian and I, Ian is my fiance, which both of you know, but um, no one else knows if they're listening to this podcast, <laughs> unless it is Ian. So Ian and I rewatched like the franchise kind of recently, and he's super charming. But like the Mummy also had this thing that I was afraid of. And I really thought that it would be a real fear where it had um, these scarab beetles. They're like these little like black beetle things. And in the mummy, they like get under your skin. And then you have just like beetles, like crawling over your skin. And they have a ride also that is like themed like that. And the bugs are a huge part of it. So I really thought twisters and those bugs were going to be like a huge problem for me in life. And it turns out I've never encountered either of them. Right. These movies really make you think like, I'm going to have to deal with tornadoes and bugs and sharks. 
and dinosaurs and they're just going to all be there and I'm going to have to maneuver around all this shit to become an adult. And that's just not true. Like quicksand. Like that's like the the running thing, right? Like I thought that would be a huge issue. I've never experienced quicksand. And I feel like if I did experience quicksand, it would be a very different kind of situation from from what I think it would be. Like with, with I, I think it's just going to be like I step in it and I slowly sink to my death. But I don't if you think move, that's you how Right. So I'm like, I don't know. I'd be fucked. So I think quicksand was like the boogeyman for a while. I think like back, I'm pretty sure like in the seventies it had like, it was really hot for a while, you know, like yes. quicksand was hot, you know, like <laughs> you want a scary movie, like throw some quicksand in there and like kill one of the bad guys in it. Yeah. Kill yeah. one of the bad guys, make them squirm. So, you know, quicksand like tornadoes have a personality and it's just mean. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why they're, they're here for one reason and one reason only that's to destroy. That's all they're here for. They need therapy. They need to know, you know, hurt, hurt, natural disasters, hurt people. So, well, you know, my, my parents tried to tell me that like, I don't really have to be afraid of tornadoes. And then actually not long after I saw twister, um, there was like a tornado warning in New York, and I it, I was even more afraid because I was leaving my friend's house that day. I distinctly remember this. And I'm walking to my parents' car, and my friend's dad loves anything scary. He's a major horror guy. So even storms, he just he loved he used to love to scare us any chance he got. I'm walking to my dad's car. I, I remember this. I'm like seven years old, and he goes, And watch out, there's a tornado warning tonight. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And my dad's like, Don't, don't worry about it. And that night. My parents woke us up and they were like, we got to go down to the basement because like, it sounds scary out there. This is obviously my mom's decision because she is very afraid of storms as well. There was not a tornado oh my that God, came wait. across my neighborhood. Were they? Well, were you out? worried that your dad was about to get ripped out of your basement? Because <laughs> I would yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. This is your worst fear. Okay. So I actually, I specifically remember just that my fear was that like we didn't have a storm cellar we had a basement but in my head it's just like the only way to survive a tornado is a storm cellar yeah so i was like we have a basement not a storm cellar like if it comes through like it's game over for all of us for the whole <laughs> norris family like it's game over oh, no. and, did you have a dog at the time was your dog with you no we had a cat but was our, cat cat's okay? name, our cat's name was jenny jenny was not a fan of humans. So I doubt, <laughs> I doubt Jenny followed us into the basement. Honestly, I'm sure, I'm sure Jenny was sitting upstairs. Cause like cats like have like, they know things. Oh, yeah. I'm sure cat Jenny was probably like these idiots think yeah, there's a tornado they, coming. They think that if the tornado <laughs> came. Yeah. Like Jenny knew, Jenny knew. <laughs> she That's was kind fine. of amazing. So your mom kind of that. indulged this fear a little bit. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my father always like, so, you know, just to say now I've come around, I, oh, okay. <laughs> especially living in LA, like, especially living in LA, like, you know, I'm, I miss storms. I miss weather. Um, and so anytime it rains here, I love it. I love seeing the storm clouds roll in, but, but you know, when I was younger, my sister and my dad, they were totally fine with storms. They welcomed them. My mom, my mom always did a really good job of trying to hide her fear because she didn't want us to get residual fear. Um, but um, I do think that there were times where uh, she could have hit it a little better. 
you know, maybe, maybe just once she woke you up and took you to the basement in the middle of the yeah, night. No, I mean, like, we actually recently spoke about it and I was like, mom and dad, was that necessary? I just want to know, like, was it necessary? <laughs> I'll tell you the exact moment that I told myself, you have to stop being afraid of storms. It was a very, very, very embarrassing moment. Um, I was a soccer player growing up. My, at one point, my father was my coach. And so we were having soccer practice. We were there with a, a bunch of teammates and it was the beginning of practice. And these really scary storm clouds started rolling in and like the rain didn't come yet, but like you could tell it was about to be bad. And all the kids, I mean, we, I must've been like 12 or whatever. And all the kids are like, Oh, look at this. Oh, it's about the rain. Like, and uh, but I'm not laughing. Like, I'm freaking the fuck out. Oh god, I feel and, so bad for so, younger and, so. and, and like, no one's parents there except for my dad because he's the coach. So he's like, "All right, guys, let's let's uh, let's all like." I don't even know if my dad had a cell phone at that point. Maybe he was like, "Let's all go into my car and we'll figure it out from there." My dad had a little Toyota Corolla, so we we go to the car. There's like nine of us trying to buy. Nine of us trying to pile in. My dad gave me the keys earlier when we got out. And my dad's like, where's the key? And I couldn't find it. And I'm like, I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. And and everyone's laughing. And I just yell out, guys, if we die, it's my fault. And everyone, all the teammates just start laughing at me. And I remember thinking, like, you got to curb this, dude. Like, you got, you, like, you got, you're not dying. Like, you're not, you know. And that was that was really the moment where I was like, you have to like, you have to figure this out. You you got to figure this out. So that it started was to like, affect your life. It started to affect your daily life. It did. It did. That was the moment where I was like, we're turning it around. We're gonna turn this around. I love that. That's like such a beautiful full circle story. Um, ben, I think we have some other things that we want to ask you about. Are you open to that? I'm very open to it. This is very therapeutic. Okay, good. Amazing. Let it all out. Let the I'm letting it all out today. So we have a game. Um, it's just a very simple game, but you know, take these as open-ended questions. Don't, you know, feel free to say, you know, expand upon your answers. We're calling this chill or chilling. Um, and basically we're gonna ask you if you're chill with this or if this is chilling, as in to the core. Yeah, to the corner, like a storm, if you will. Okay, Excellent. Monica, you want to go first? We'll take turns. Yeah, okay. So, Ben, chill or chilling? Halloween Horror Nights pre-COVID. Uh, chill. Chill, so I you would go. I love, love uh, Haunted House. Gr- gr- growing up, I would go to these kind of, kind of things. Wait, is that what you were asking about? Halloween Horror Nights, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like growing up, we used to go. uh, So like I said, I'm from New York and there was this uh, Rockland County. That's not where I'm from, but it's near me. It's a very heavily wooded area. And they had this really cool kind of like Halloween festival every year called uh, Forest of Fear. And you would go and it was the kind of place just like that. It was the kind of place there was multiple uh, haunted houses, like scary guys walking around with like chainsaws. And like, I mean, b- back then, like they were literally carrying around like, f- like guns and stuff. And it was like, oh my God. definitely. De- I'm sure they've like, cha- I'm sure they've changed that since then. <laughs> but um, yeah, they probably don't I, carry around guns now. <laughs> I, I don't believe like they, they do. 
I mean, they would, I'm like 11 years old. They're like chasing me with, with, uh, with chainsaws. But, um, but, uh, I, you know, I do get kind of an, an adrenaline rust from, from the whole Halloween thing and haunted houses. I do enjoy it. So I had been to this haunted house for like three years in a row. And every year I had begged my friends to come with me and every year everyone said no, but basically it's this haunted house in the OC where you have to sign this like huge waiver. Maybe you've heard of this or been to I've it heard before. Of it. Yep. It's multiple pages long. Yeah. It's more than one page. <laughs> and basically, are they, they allowed to like touch you? Oh, not only yeah, they touch they can you, electrocute you. They electrocute you. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's called the and 17th they put bugs door. all over your body. So, so yeah. So we went and Monica and I, even though I think I'm so cool, we got these necklaces that like you can wear them and that says like they can still touch you, but they won't electrocute you. Um, but Eric did not do that. And so he, they also wouldn't put, they wouldn't put bugs on you. So, so Eric, who is brave, has this necklace on or doesn't have the necklace on. And so he's allowed. No, he had, he had one. Oh, but he tucked it. One, but he tucked it into his hoodie. Right. So he was like, I I can take it out if I can't handle it, but I want to see what'll happen. But my so favorite everyone everyone else in our group has the necklace. So they can't do anything to any of us except him. So they're focusing all the energy on him and he's getting he got tased like many times. Yeah. Like more than he would have if all of us could have gotten tased. So like there was the, one room, the room. there was one room yeah, go ahead. With so the, there, with the there's laser. this room where you, we all, this is a fucked up haunted house. It's fun, like recommend it when it's not COVID time because I think they did open last year and I don't think I would have gone, but. Um, Sounds like Orange County. Yeah, right? it does. It does. <laughs> That's the scariest part, honestly, of it. But so there is a room where you're sitting in like a circle, like in these chairs, like basically electric chairs. And it has like what like metal or something like your hands are strapped down and it has metal and then you get and like there's a, a band around your head too yeah, it's super fun so you get like a keypad and everybody so they keep telling us like press like a certain button they were like press the button and i was like what <laughs> button i don't know what's going on what do you mean so we press, press the up. button and it all shocks eric and it's so sad <laughs> Oh, so you Basically, you all shocked yes. him like Milgram experiment yeah. style, but real. That's, that's fucked up. Because yeah. we we could have chose if we all were really playing, we could have chosen each other. But <laughs> since only he was playing, we all had to choose him. <laughs> that is taking one for the team. But he didn't know. Like he 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 didn't know. He didn't know. None of us understood. No, no, yeah, until like looking back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I feel like this is the kind of place where like some groups go in as friends and leave as enemies. Yeah, yeah. for sure. This could yeah. ruin relationships. Could, yeah. But honestly, Eric's like so champ. It was kind of like so, except for the not murdering anyone part. But yeah, it's uh, no one died. Yeah. But Ben, if it's open this year, I will definitely text you because I'm still going. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely <laughs> intrigued. Okay, so this is a just a very simple one. Um, we can you can pick the movie, but watching a horror movie by yourself at night, chill or chilling? Chilling. Chilling. So bad. So no. Yeah. You don't but, do that. Well. Well. Okay. So I think I'm confused by the whole like it is chilling, but I would still do it. But okay. but I would have if I would do it, I have to say chill. 
I guess so. Yeah, I think that if it's if you're chill with it or if it's too chill, like, you know, I'm gonna switch. To, I'm gonna switch to chill, though. I, okay. A few years ago, I had kind of a horror movie renaissance where I kind of like took back my I was like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy them. And, and now I do. Now I do. Is there a movie that you won't watch? That's not Twister, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, for the the movie that really messed me up f- when it comes to horror movies, like. The Sixth Sense ruined horror movies for me. I, I watched love that the way Sixth too Sense. Young. But but if and I and even when I started watching horror movies, I wouldn't watch it because of how badly it scarred me as a kid. And then I was actually just telling my girlfriend earlier that like two two years ago, maybe I was I sat down and I was like, I'm gonna watch this alone. And I feel like I I took it back. And uh and it that movie is like incredible. Like that's an incredible. Then it's not just like it's it's not just scary. <laughs> yeah, it's not just scary. It's 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 really it's like really an amazing movie. It's cerebral and it's just like yeah, the acting it's is sad and it's sad and it's yeah. Um, Tony Collette is like I love her horror queen of horror. She's among my top the actors. Little sometimes my favorite movie. So United like, States of Terra. She's it's amazing. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah. So so. Six cents. I finally like took it back and and uh, yeah. Have you ever thought about like okay, what if I just did, like a horror movie? Like what your role would be? Like let's talk like classic slasher. I guess. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah, classic slasher. Slasher. Which archetype are you? So funny. You should say that. I the first feature film that I did was a horror movie. I think I w- knew this. It's called yeah, WTF. WTF. Yes, you're okay. And I, <gasps> I knew that. And I played and I played the exact archetype that you think I would play I played the stoner I played Jacob the stoner <laughs> and uh I had the most fun uh shooting that movie it was very very small like little indie b slasher movie and it was so much fun and I think I really think that was the kind of time that I was like I want to revisit horror movies now that I've done one and been behind the scenes in one I, I uh I have a new newfound appreciation for them I so can where, totally where see that. Character, <laughs> where does your character land in the death? You know, what order? Sequence. How far did you make it? I mean, yeah. I I made it. I'm I, I I'm the last. Uh, I'm the last one. You're the final is, girl, final boy. I, so we have a final boy in our midst. Oh my god! Damn. Amazing. Um, That's yeah. horror royalty. And it's a great. It's a great death. It's a fantastic. I mean, oh, so you did I, die. So you well. Spoilers, oh, but you do that, die, I guess. Is that okay to spoil? Can I? I mean, that's Probably. up to you. If the movie's yeah. out, yeah, up to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would love to tell the quick story of yes, shooting please. my death scene. I would love that. Uh, so, since it was a very small budget, um, and uh, the way spoiler alert, the way I die is I get my intestines ripped out. Oh yes, and a good um, way to go. And because it was such a cheap movie, we only had one prosthetic. So we had one, <laughs> we had one shot at this and, uh, they put the, they put the, um, the blood capsule in my mouth mm. and you have to bite it at the certain time at this, you know, at the point. And, uh, and so I'm on my back and the killer is on top of me, ripping my intestines out. And, uh, and it was time for me to bite the capsule. I bit it, but it slid to the back of my throat. So I immediately started gagging Oh, and, and I started oh, gagging, no. and I, I really thought that I was going to throw up on my co-star. Uh, and um, and so, I'm, so I'm <laughs> gagging, but I also understand that this is it. Like, we only have this 
opportunity. And so I just kind of actually stopped breathing. So I would like, you know, and then I died and I, I did, I did the death. And then the director yelled cut. Everyone starts clapping and they were like, that's awesome. And I spit it out. And I was like, I was legit choking. I was, you almost actually died. I like almost, and it was, and honestly, like, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Like, what a great, like, what a great moment for me to be like, wow, this is, this is indie movie making right here. It's finest. Yes. We just wanted to, you know, we want to wrap every episode up by talking about what is scaring you right now. Like something you're afraid of today or something scary you saw in the news or in the world. What's scaring you right now, Ben? Okay. So, um, I got I got kind of two answers for this. Uh, there's one thing that I'm always afraid of, and that's the big one, the big earthquake hitting L.A. So oh, I'll God. I'll think about that multiple times a week. Um, and uh, actually, every time I leave L.A., either to go home to New York or to visit someone, I secretly hope that the big one hits when I leave. LA. You mean where <laughs> all of us are still living? Yeah, yeah. It, as long as you're gone, it's yeah. not personal. It's Thank not. <laughs> I know personal. It's personal so. Okay, <laughs> there's so many people still here that I love, but if I had to choose, be there or don't be there, I would choose don't be there. <laughs> So. Have you, isn't there a movie earthquake or something also? Maybe there's not. Maybe that's not a real there's thing. San Andreas, which is weirdly also a video game. There is a movie. There, there is, is a San ride. San Andreas. There is a ride at Universal that's also earthquake. Or it was. I don't think it exists anymore. I don't know if it, I don't know if it, is that in Florida or here? It was in Florida. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I would think about. Wow. Universal you really Studios. know. You're on top of the, you're on top of the Florida <laughs> Universal rides. rides. I she do. knows her rides. I'm Although really she says she doesn't design rides, but <laughs> I know your tricks. Yeah. My secret, my <laughs> secret life as a prolific ride designer. As an engineer, a roller coaster engineer. <laughs> I'm an Imagineer, yeah. you guys. This has been so wonderful. I, I, I think this podcast is such a great idea. And, um, there's just endless, there's endless, uh, endless material for this. So I think you guys are going to have so much fun doing this. Thanks, Ben. Oh, Appreciate thank you it very much. I think people are going to love listening to this. I, I genuinely think so. So where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ben A. Norris. Uh, and then, um, yeah, uh, my uh, Never Have I Ever on Netflix, the second season will be coming out eventually. We don't have an actual timeline yet. I'm so I um, love that show. I did not say that, but I just want to point out that I that is a very beautiful and hilarious show. And I think everyone should watch it. We know you loved this episode and you love that feeling of being scared. So make sure you share this podcast with at least one other person that you want to be scared with. And make sure you go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe and rate and review and share it so everybody you were scared with as a kid can be scared with you now. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at scaredychat underscore podcast. And hey, if you have a scary story that you want the world to hear, email it to us. Send it to us at story at scaredychatpod.com and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Scaredy Chat was developed and hosted by Caitlin Riley and Monica Moore-Suriagi. Produced by Jeff Swimmer. Editing and sound design by Fitz Harris. Theme music by Eric Fashingbauer, with samples by Jeff Zahn and Jack Lenz. And Gail Gilman is the executive producer.
Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.